We're in this series called Money. Everybody say money. money. And in this series called Money, I want you to look at it from perspective of, one, you don't own it all. And if you, if you and I get our priorities in order, you and I have more of it. You don't like that one. You don't need any more of it. Anybody over here need any more? Would like some more money? All right, they don't really like it either. All right, let's go, let's go over here. What about this group? Any, anybody? Amen. Now, we're not seeking it. It follows us. So we're in a series of mon- uh, called money. Why is this is important? Because all of us deal with money, just about. And most times, people are living for money, even though they say they're not. Matter of fact, some of you all today, don't look, don't look at me in that tone of voice, and don't nudge anybody, don't look at anybody. Some of you all today, if you had all the money you need, you would send a letter to your employer on tomorrow. You won't even go there to tell them you quit. But what if you start living a life, what if you start living a life where you are in your purpose and you can't believe they even pay you for doing this job? I declare that over your life in Jesus' name. How about that? So we're starting right out the box, right? The title today is Priority. Everybody say Priority. Please put up Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. This is my life scripture. This is my life scripture. All the church is about Jesus. The whole church, the head of the church, his name is? Jesus. It's Jesus Christ, and Christ is not Jesus' last name. Everything in the Old Testament, just about, is a shadow. Everything in the Old Testament, just about, is a shadow. Everybody say shadow. A shadow is not the real person. It is a reflection of the person. Everything in the Old Testament is a just about. And I won't say everything, because I guess some theologians said everything is not. Most things in the Old Testament are what? A shadow is not what? The real thing. Everybody got that? Now, here's the other important thing. Jesus Christ died on the cross for a number of reasons. But the number one is so you and I can be declared righteous before God. What does that mean? You and I, big old word simply meaning you and I literally can go before God as if we've never sinned. You and I are accepted, even though you've done a whole bunch of crazy stuff, or not so crazy stuff. Maybe you're just crazy, but haven't done any crazy stuff. (laughs) But because of Jesus Christ, he's accepted how many of us? All All in the beloved. Who's the head of the church? Can't hear you. Jesus. Jesus is a king. Jesus is the king. Jesus is the king. He's the king of and the Lord of. So what are we doing? We're establishing order. This is my life scripture. If you'll understand these teachings, if you will get understanding, you will now get the light in your life. 
and you and I will start being able to figure things out and stop living the same life every year. Somebody say, this is the year of increase. This is the year of increase. I will not, I will not do, the do the same thing over and over again. No more wilderness. Now let's start. Who's the king? Every time you think of kingdom, Jesus, the apostles, they preach the kingdom. What did they preach? Never preach religion. They didn't preach religion. They proclaimed the what? The kingdom. They had the greatest opposition from religious people because religious people don't get results. They just like to consult. The kingdom changes your life and mine. I'll say that again. Religious people, in other words, this Bible is just religious to us. It's religion to us. In other words, I know it, I can quote it, but I don't do it. So what is the, the greatest impediment to new believers? Old believers who are religious. Because they won't meet Christ when they meet you. They'll meet the word with no spirit attached to it. Now, everybody's here, so the priority in this church, in any church, is Jesus. I'm going to say it again. The priority in any church, any pastor, anybody that's even thinking about ministry, I don't care how many churches, I don't care if their church is blowing up, I don't care. If Jesus is not directing it, Satan eventually will prevail against it. And when I say prevail, don't mean they won't have a bunch of people in it. It means they have a bunch of people in it who are still needing counseling, still on medicine, still taking something to go to sleep. But when the king, the king, Gives you the peace that passes all understanding. Gives you the peace where you don't need nothing else to feel good about yourself. Jesus is the king. When the Bible becomes your main book, if not the only. When the Bible becomes how I live my life. And guess what? The people who were least like Jesus liked him the most. You know why? He had the real deal. All I wanted to do at this, this little 12-year-old boy being sent to church growing up, all I wanted to know if God was real. All I wanted to know, God, if you real, man, man, Long as I don't have to just be acquiescing my life, brown nosing, being nice to people who you don't even like, hoping they don't get angry at you, hoping they like you. Jesus is your source. Everybody else is a resource. And you make sure you don't get carried away with this. You make sure you thank the resources as well. Yeah. 
I met a group of people who are lack gratitude. They don't say thank you. You know why you don't say thank you? Because you didn't get what you wanted. If God gives you five dollars, you're better off than you were without the five. Why? It's because you got your own expectation and you're not following God. The king. There's no new sheriff in town. The sheriff has always been Jesus. And we're supposed to reflect him. This is before Jesus' ascension. This is my life scripture, but it is before he goes to heaven. Here's what he says, and the, the title today is Priority. Everybody shout out Priority. priority. One more time. Priority. What is Priority? It is the state of quality of being earlier in time. The state of quality of being earlier in time. Number two. The right to precede others in order, rank, and privilege. Three, something given special attention. When John saw Jesus, he said, I must decrease and he must decrease. When they heard that Jesus was baptizing more people than John, John's disciples came to him. Even though Jesus wasn't baptized and the disciples that were with him were. When they saw all these people being baptized by Jesus' disciples, John's disciples, because they, they, they didn't understand what this was about. They thought this was a political movement. They thought this was about uh, people, a favoritism of people. So they came to John and said, hey, Master John, that dude, he baptized more people than us. That's called competition. And in the body of Christ, there is no competition. There's called purpose. It's called purpose. You be everything God has called you to be. Because that's the only thing will fulfill you. So he told John's disciples, told him, he says, he says uh, this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard in the scriptures. Those disciples came and they would say, hey, John, hey, John, that dude you baptized, you know how they talk. No, this is what they said. Hey, John, your boy. Y'all know when you're talking about the person, it's their boy. Y'all missed that, right? <laughs> your boy baptizing more people than you. What did John say? A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Ooh, ooh. If you're lacking, it's not because of people. You got problems with heaven. Now they got some people mad at people. Why? Because they think it's in the hands of people. When God said the heart of a king is in his hands. Don't let anybody fool you, baby. By the results of their lives, you shall know them. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and how much? How much? 
all these things shall be what? Here's deception. I'm seeking the kingdom of God. Matter of fact, thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 6. I want to show, show you guys something. It's all about the king. And the king pays attention to hearts. Not only what you do, but your motives behind it. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Lord. Verse. I want to start at verse 24. 624, please. No man can serve two masters. You can't serve, let me break this down. You can't serve money and serve God. And if most of your decisions are being based on money, based on money, you're not serving God. And if you're not serving God, you're not on his payroll. You're going to have to beg, borrow, and steal. That means a lot of people stealing the tithe. What are they doing? Why? Why are they doing it? Because they're serving money. I declare every person in here will serve in this ministry in some capacity. Now, why is that important? When you don't serve in God's kingdom and what he's doing in his local church I'm talking about now, guess what happens? You're not on his payroll. And some are not serving. Oh, I think they should pay me. You don't realize if you get to doing what he tells you to do, his benefits and his paycheck will far outseed your salary. Some of us making money now and it ain't enough because you, you don't have peace. You're losing your hair, your sleep. You needed 10 vacations, and after you take one and come back, you're still exhausted. Oh, but if you will now understand, the world wants to use you. God wants to work through you. The world wants to use your gift that God gave you. The secular world wants to use that rapper's gift to draw other people to moral depravity. God said the gifts and callings of God without repentance. He's a king that gives gifts to the kingdom. But now you got to begin doing what he told you to do because he told you to do it. Not because you got to get something out of it. When you start doing it for the right reasons, he got you, baby. You'll never lack. You'll never want. You'll never have to beg, borrow, or steal. Why? God will take care of you. He will cause people to like you. He'll keep a king of all night, Mordecai. Why? He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Too many believers not living like that. You can't serve two masters. Get off the system. This system is crazy. Haven't you seen this already? 2008, you thought you owned your home? Next thing you know, you're getting notices, get out. Then they start laying people off. Haven't you seen that already? The millennials, Generation X, Generation Z, all of them need to see God, not religion. 
No man can serve two masters. He, he hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot. This is the king talking. A king cannot lie. You cannot serve God in money. You can't serve God in riches. You can't. Everybody say, you can't. Therefore, I say unto you, because you can't serve God in money, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink. They got people right now thinking about where you're going to lunch. Right now. You're literally in the place where God has caused his spirit to be and that he's literally speaking to us to solve problems. And for you to know that he's real and you didn't just come here to uh, just a school where we're going over a curriculum. But there's a spirit that called the Holy Spirit that's now bringing the words of Jesus Christ. Here's what he says. Man, in this case man means man and female, male and female, cannot live on bread alone. Too many of us are living on bread alone. But by every word that proceed out of the mouth of who? God. God. I now am depositing what God has to say. I want you to pay attention. Here's what your Lord is saying. Take no thought. Stop thinking about. Take no thought what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Now he's getting ready to tell you. Look, look at my creation. Behold the fowls of the air, the birds. They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather and build houses. Yet your, 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 mine, your heavenly Father does what? Feed them. Are you not much better than they? Question mark. And shout out, yes, I am. am. What's happening, the devil is trying through condemnation get you to think you're less than them. You are not. His covenant is to take care of you. His covenant is to heal you. His covenant is to provide for you. His covenant is to answer your prayers. His covenant is to open your eyes to give you wisdom. His covenant is to get you in purpose. His covenant is, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cupid unto your stature? In other words, how long can you look in the mirror and say, get taller? I tried all of that. Put uh, salt in my shoes. All kind of stuff. Didn't work. Five, ten and a half, a little under five, eleven. But guess what? It wasn't the height I needed. It was the heart. (laughs) It's not the size. It's right here. Right here. There are people big but have no heart. And I'm talking about heart in God's kingdom. I'm talking about the spirit of God in you. Well, you stop running from your, your uh, Goliaths. And why take ye thought for clothes? Consider the litters. Do what? Now he went from fowls, now to flowers. Now look at the flowers. Look at this lily, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. When Adam sinned, man was subject to toil for his living. 
The last Adam goes on the cross, dies for you and I. Now we're not to toil, we're to speak. You're to now speak what you want. You're to begin to speak. Why? Because you are a speaking spirit. And guess what? How did God create things? Go all the way back to Genesis. He began to speak. He didn't talk about how dark it was. When he saw what the problem was, he spoke light to it. He said, let light be. He didn't curse the darkness. He turned on the light. What does Satan want to do? Put pressure on you. And pressure is a good thing. Because pressure, what will pressure do? Pressure will bring out of you what's in you. Soon as Peter, Peter was talking about he would never deny Jesus. He was a man, at least he thought. The great thing I love about the Lord, he can know all our idiosyncrasies. He can know all of our weakness and all of our sins and still love us. He knew Peter was going to deny him. He had already prayed for Peter and Peter bragging like a big mouth. I'll never deny you, Lord. Never, never. Peter, before the rooster crowed three times, he didn't realize Jesus prayed, so Jesus knew tomorrow. He knew tomorrow when he was talking to him today. He already knew he was going to betray him because the spirit realm is ahead of the natural realm. You know it in the movies. That's why you go sit in a movie today. That movie has already been made at least probably a year ago. And you're just seeing it. Prayer connects you to what God has already done. That's why he said, not my will, but thy will be done. All Jesus was doing was fulfilling everything that was written in the script in the Old Testament. He was following the script. He was getting ready to get baptized. John said, no, I can't baptize you. I need to be baptized by you. Jesus said, no, we have to fulfill all righteousness. What does that mean? I got to do everything the book said I was going to do. Hallelujah. And why take ye thought? And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, now he uses a person. And all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, and he has, which today is and tomorrow, we cut the grass at least every week. Hopefully y'all get it at least a month. Prayerfully, right? And tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall not much more, shall he not much more clothe who? Oh, you are what? Little faith. Notice say little faith. People that worry about that kind of stuff. Little faith. And let me make sure when I mention faith. Faith is believing and acting on the words of a person that you can't see. Faith is acting on the words of a person you can't see. Faith is acting on the words of somebody you can't see as it relates to biblical faith. So what he's saying is, oh, you got little faith in me. He's talking about, y'all got little faith in your heavenly father if you think he, go, he will take care of birds, he'll take care of lilies, and he'll even take care of this dude Solomon. You have little trust in your heavenly father if you're worried about those things. When, here's what he says, so what's the context of, go to verse 31 please, therefore take no thought, doing what? Can't hear you. That's the key. You may not be able to keep birds from dropping something on your head. 
but you sure can keep them from making a nest on top of your head. Here's the key. Somebody say key. key. Jesus said, I'll give you the key. So your heavenly father talking. Watch this. T- Therefore, take no thought doing what? What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? Stop there. Watch this. Take no thought how? Can't hear you. Satan shoots fiery darts. What a fiery thought. Uh, What a fiery darts. Thoughts. And he gets you to thinking those are your thoughts. Am I right? So he's shooting a fiery uh, dart in the form of a thought. For example, therefore take no thought saying. So how would he fire a, a thought? God says to honor me with the tenth part of your increase. Watch this. We're going to come back to that. Proverbs chapter 3. He said, honor me, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? You don't have to turn here. I'm going to read this. Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 6. I'm sorry, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding and some of your ways. Matter of fact, put that up there. Let's put, there. Perfect. Thank you. Trust in the Lord with all your what? Remember I told you it was about the what? You got to know God will take care of you if you do what he tells you. You have to know this and confess that. All my needs are met. All my bills are paid. I am debt free. Why? Because my heavenly father has removed my debt in heaven. So guess what? I'm getting ready to walk out a debt free life. Now, you need to say that out your mouth. Some of y'all, you haven't experienced it, and you're in a show-me state. So you're waiting to see it before you say it. You'll never see it unless you say it. Because what you say is what you believe. Trust in the Lord with what? And lean not unto your... Here's, Here's what the Word says. In all thy ways acknowledge who? And he shall do what? Lord, shall I move to Tennessee? I'm acknowledging him. Lord, shall I marry him? But you got to be open to hear him. If you already got your mind made up, you will, you will do what's called, you will literally, you, confirmation bias. Instead of hearing the Lord, you hear yourself. Because your mind is already made up. And then your girlfriend will call. And your girlfriend will say, what about Joe? You, you and Joe together? Oh, girl, ooh, that's a word from God. I, yeah, you, what, what made you mention Joe? Joe, I was thinking about Joe. I've been praying about Joe. He's probably the guy. What made you mention? So now you're fishing for confirmation. You don't have to fish. God will let you know. Lord, is Joe the person I should even continue to pursue? He a place in your heart? A no. Or your daddy and your mama may call you. I know he liked you today. I don't know if he's going to like you tomorrow, though. Oh, you hating. You hating. That's some of y'all. 
God send people to you, you think they're hating on you. Why would we hate? We're not going to live with them. <laughs> You're going to have to live with them. We're attempting to help you. Somebody say amen to this. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from where? Fear who? Results. If you fear the Lord, depart from evil. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Trust him with all your heart. Lean out to your own understanding. Results. It shall be health to your navel. Everybody looking for healing instead of walking in help. I'm so tired of people looking for healing. He just told us the key to health. Too many looking for healing. Jesus told a person that was sinning, he healed them. And he told them, stop sinning or something worse coming on you. So you can't repent and keep doing the same thing and think you're going to get a healing. I don't know why a pastor's not teaching this. And it don't matter. Me, you, there, God is no respecter person. So there's something I got to repent because the curse causeless doesn't come. Negative consequences don't just come out the blue. That's religion. There's purpose, and you need to see God as to what's going on here. But religion tells you just keep, just keep confessing. No, you got to change. Repentance means I stop doing what I've been doing. I stop the evil, and I turn to God. God, I will stop stealing your money. I'm not messing with the tithe. And guess what? I'm bringing the tithe to you, which is an acknowledgement that I'm submitted to you, the king. And it's also used so we can have budgets here. Very practical. And it's a benefit for you. It shall be held to your navel and marrow to your what? Watch, watch what else. Honor the Lord with your what? And with the first fruits of all your what? Cain and Abel. Abel brought an offering. Cain, I'm sorry, uh, Abel brought the first, and Cain just brought an offering. Honor the Lord with your substance. Honor who? Through your local church, not just giving your money to charities. Charities don't convert souls. I got saved, Greater St. Stephen's Baptist Church. My life changed. I know I got saved. I know I am living with this woman and with these children today because of that decision. So shall thy bones be filled with what? That don't sound like I got, I'm borrowing money from anybody, huh? That don't sound like I'm lacking, is it? What is God doing? He's giving you a solution. Don't ever get offended at Jesus when he gives you a solution. The devil want to get you to get offended at a person who's giving you your answer. Crazy. Look what he says. He says, so shall your bones be filled with how much? 
That don't sound like barely, barely get by, do, does it? And your presses shall burst out with what? New wine. New wine. wine represents joy. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his what? So he's getting ready to correct us, right? Go next to Haggai for me, please. Haggai chapter 1. We're closing with this. Haggai chapter 1, verse 1. Hmm. Now, a lot of times people don't go into the Old Testament because they don't think the Old Testament is relevant. You remember I told you a lot of the Old Testament is a what? It's a what? It's not the real thing. Here's the other thing. If you will seek the Lord who lives on the inside of every believer through the Holy Spirit, guess what he will do? He will help you understand what you've been reading all your life in the Scriptures. Because the Scriptures, the, the revelation of the Scriptures are not just like you're reading a book. It's hidden because in God's kingdom, things are hidden on the surface. Because he knows he's created you and I. When we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we will be what? So he's created a kingdom that it's only revealed to you based on your hunger and your thirst. Everybody got that? So the book of Haggai only has two chapters. Title this priorities. Watch this. In the second year of King Darius. In the sixth month. So if this, is this, if this was our calendar, what month would this be? Boy, this is a smart group. In the first day of the month came the word of the Lord by Haggai. Evidently, even in the big picture, the Lord is, is teaching us in this month how to take care of the money that he's entrusted with us. What is he attempting to do? One, bring you peace and protection. That comes through the tithe. Two, increase you. Increase you through you listening and you doing what he tells you to do with your financial resources. And number three, increase what you have because of the proper stewardship of it. Why? June comes from the Greek goddess Juno. Juno was the Greek goddess in, in Rome where they printed the money. So it's interesting that this series is happening in June. And remember, I told you the Old Testament is a what? It's not the real thing. And you have God's spirit. The reason why God's spirit is in you is so he can lead you into all truth. So when you do read the Bible and you hunger and thirst and you meditate, you ask him questions, he'll reveal things that are not just on the surface. Reveal means he uncovered, he takes the top off of it. Watch this. In the second year of King Darius, everybody say Darius. The name Darius means the possessors, uh, he possesses or is rich or kingly. Darius, rich, just say rich. rich. Kingly rich. In the second year of King Darius, kingly rich, the rich king. How many like that? In the sixth month, in the first day of the month came 
the word of the Lord by who? By Haggai. Haggai means festive. Haggai means joyous. Meaning, these two chapters, if these people apply what God tells them, they're getting ready to get some joy, some excitement, some abundance in their life. It's getting ready to be set off in here. Pastor, what does set off mean? That, that simply means it's getting ready to get so excited you can't believe God this real in your life. Your life getting ready to change in such a way you stop chasing money, you stop worrying about clothes, you start giving stuff away. You be like Oprah. You, I mean, you like, you giving it all away. Why? Because you met the God that made you. You now have connected with the one who can see you and loves you and want nothing but the best for you. Watch this, baby. Haggai means festive. Now he's speaking on behalf of the Lord to these people, to the rich king, because this rich king re- rules over rich people. Whatever, whatever's in the king is in you. Whatever's in the king is in you. Unto Zerubbabel, now the, the message is going, God speaks to order. He's not speaking first to the people through Haggai, festive. He's speaking to first Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatil, the governor. So notice God is speaking. God is high. His prophet now will speak to authority first because God only works through order. Everybody see that? So who's the governor? Zerubbabel. Everybody got it? What does Zerubbabel mean, Pastor Aeneas? It means seed. Zerubbabel's name means seed. Everybody say seed. Seed. And he's the son of Sheatil. Guess what Sheatil means? God answers prayers. All of this is hidden. That's why you can read the Bible over and over again and never get this. It's It's all right there, but he only opens it to those who hunger and thirst for it. I had, I had teammates on the field, they weren't hungry for it. You got to be hungry, man. I'm telling you, only, only the dogs going to eat. Some of y'all are passive and, and, and we put the food out and you just wait, you let everybody else eat. Uh-uh. No, we're going to have a fight. We're all going to eat this. Some, some, rawr, 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 rawr. All of us going to eat this. Y'all got it? Some of y'all just sitting passively, oh, thank you, Lord. Praise you. <laughs> Hallelujah. The blues won't win tonight. Being passive. I promise you that one. Somebody going to get hit. Somebody going to get checked. It's going to be, I don't even know about hockey, but I know something. It's a physical sport. And that puck hurts, and it takes pain, sweat, and effort to win a championship. And if you're going to be a champion in God's kingdom, won't be passive. Why? Because you got an enemy. So the seed of Sheatel, God answers prayers. The governor of Judah. So Zerubbabel is the governor of Judah. So now we got Darius, rich king. Then we got Haggai. His message is festive, but these guys don't think it yet. 
because it sounds like bad news. Then you got Zerubbabel, which means seed. That's you. And he's the son of the one that asked the prayer that got answered. He's the governor. He's the ruler, Judah. So guess what? I got a rich king. I'm getting ready to set it off and be festive and cheerful and joyous. And I'm the seed of the Lord. And God answers my prayers. And guess what else? After all of that, I praise him. That's what Judah means. I know I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Woo, Jesus help us understand this. Now, now these people, Haggai's teaching and prophesying to, they just are returning from exile from Babylon. They were spread out and in captivity because of their disobedience. Now that time of bondage has been released. And now God is bringing them back together to give them a message because he's ready now to bless them. He's ready to forget about everything he allowed to happen in their lives in the past. It's a new day. Somebody shout out, it's a new day. day. Somebody shout out, it's a new day. day. So first person he talked to was the governor. Now we got a high priest. His name is Joshua. Joshua means Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh is salvation. He's the one that rescues us. He's the one that redeems us. He's the one that saves us out of bad situations. He's getting ready to give them a message of deliverance if they will listen. He's the son of Jehozadak. He's the son of Jehozadak. He's the son of who? Jehozadak. What is Jehozadak? Watch this. Jehovah justifies. Y'all know what that means? Here's what that means. Jehovah has now already made these people righteous. So every name that I just gave you, these people now got access to. So his message is getting ready to turn it up. You invent to a party like God's party. Watch what I tell you. Watch this. So this is the message. This is the festive message. This time to get joyous. Some of y'all got a lemon in your mouth, all kind of stuff. Oh, it's time to get joy. Watch this. Next verse. Thus the Lord of hosts saying, this people say, the time has not come. The time that the Lord house should be built. So now God is bringing something practical to them. Remember, they're coming from exile. And they're all evidently in their houses, and they're pretty cool. But God is getting ready to shift their priorities because you're going to find out God has all the silver and the gold. Wouldn't it be good to do with the one that carries the gold and the silver, to do what they say? Some of us are so afraid of everybody, they don't have silver nor gold. Your Heavenly Father has the gold and the what? He said, the time has not come. They said, thus speak the Lord of hosts, saying, this people say, this is what the people say. They live in any houses, they say. The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. In other words, they living in raggedy, they worship in raggedy places. They don't realize in that time, that shadow, that building represented how they looked at God. 
So now let me keep it, keep it there. Let me translate that. In the New Testament, the people represent God. In the old, the building did. So just as he didn't want them worshiping in a raggedy building, he don't want us living raggedy lives. When people don't trust you, that you're witnessing to, your relatives won't get saved or your children bothered because they're not seeing or witnessing before them because the building is raggedy. Then came the word of the Lord by Festive, the prophet saying, It is time for you, O you, to dwell. Is it time for you? He's asking a question. I don't know where we get this old mysterious God from. That's why I'm careful with prophets and everybody that just running off the mouth talking about their prophesying. If this stuff is floozy, you don't know what they're talking about, or you don't know when it come and when it's going, that ain't God. At some point, what's being said, particularly those who are young in the faith, he, why? Because God wants you to know this is going to happen. Why? To get you confident in not the person, but that God speaks through the person. God, through the prophet, is saying to these people, is it time for you, oh, you, to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie waste? Question. What is your heavenly father doing? He's asking you a question. Why? Sound like we got some priorities out of whack. Why is he saying this? So you can find out the root cause of what, why you're dealing with stuff. All I want to know, Lord, please teach me why. Because if I know why something negative is happening, I could change it. If I know why it's good, I can keep doing it. But if I'm just religious and that's just the way of the Lord, I don't know. That's a lie. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord. Now the Lord talking. This is the Lord Jesus. He's the Lord of the host of the Lord of the angels. He's the king of the angels. Do what? Consider your what? Do you have the CUV translation? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord, consider what? Consider what? Consider what? Consider what you've been doing. Consider what you've been doing. If we don't, don't worry about it. We'll keep rolling. Next verse, please. Your heavenly Father is interested in results. If you're not, if you and I are not getting the results, if we're not get, getting the results of what He's saying, we're not in faith. We're in religion, and religion don't keep and sustain people. It's too hard. But when people know that God, your heavenly Father, your Lord, is real, you weather storms. You can bounce back. He said, consider whose ways? So I've been considering my own ways. And you got to consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. I want to do something.
By the way, we need some of you all who are gifted with computers. We need you a part of the, the pro presenter tech team. I'm appealing to you now. We need you. Amen? I need all of you all to start stepping up doing what God called you to do. So we could fill this place with people of all ethnicities, all different languages. We're, we will have translators, all of those things happening. But you, each of you have to do your part and stop being in the stands. I'm deploying you. You get on the, on the field. I have it. I have it. Thank you. Thank you. In the Message Bible, it says, and then a little later, verse 6, verse 5, and then a little later, the God of the angel army spoke out again. Take a good look. Watch this. Take a good, hard look at your life. I don't think we're doing that. I don't think we're looking hard at our lives. It's, it's literally like all of us have jumped in the river, and we're just going with the flow. They tell me the Mississippi River travels the fastest downtown St. Louis than any other part of it in any part of the country. Take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. You have spent a lot of money, but you haven't much to show for it. Do y'all want me to say that again? This is the money series, right? Take a good hard look at your life. Think it over. You have spent a lot of money, but you haven't much to show for it. You keep filling your plates, but you never get filled up. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking, but you are always thirsty. You put on layer after layer of clothes, but you can't get warm. Translation, you in and out relationships. I know I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen, boy. That means changing relationships. It ain't them, it's you. Stop trying to find the right one. You become the right one. That's the other point. Look what it says. And the people who work for you, what are they getting out of it? Not much. A leaky, rusted out bucket. (laughs) That's what... (laughs) That's why God of the angel army said, take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. Then God said, here's what I want you to do. Now, now remember, he don't have time for you to be all down now. Oh, man, woe is me. He need to make the correction, man. <laughs> you're going Highway 55 South and you're trying to get to Chicago and he tells you you're going the wrong way? Just repent. Turn your behind around. And start heading north. Stop crying. Oh, God. Stop going to see a counselor. Stop going south, man. Turn around and go north. And all that depression, all of that, man, I, the counselors, the counselor, I love counselors. But look like they trace everything back to a bad daddy. <laughs> man, who had a great daddy? <laughs> 
I had a great daddy, but guess what? He had flaws. <laughs> Who didn't have some childhood issues? Gee whiz. You're 60 years old, man. <laughs> Your dad dead. <laughs> Learn from him and, and forgive him. And now you up. Don't let your children be sitting in a counselor 50 years later talking about you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This ain't religion, bad English. This is not religion. He's talking to us. Stop taking notes and take action. Only the doors are blessed. Only the doors are blessed. Only the doors are blessed. I got to turn around if I'm going down south. 55, I'm supposed to be going to Chicago. Man, turn that. Your wife been telling you, man. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, man, you're going in the wrong direction. Stop crying. Get off on the side of the road. Ooh, I've been going the wrong way. all oh, man. man, be quiet. Turn around. And now the Holy Spirit, your Heavenly Father, your Lord is with you. The saints are with you. Guess what? All the joy that comes with it. He'll cause you to forget the years the locust stole. Guess what? He'll give you back sevenfold if you just repent and turn around. Let me close this out. Here's what I want you to do. Climb into the hills and cut some timber. Bring it down and rebuild the temple. Do it just for me. Honor me. You've had great ambitions for yourselves but nothing has come of it and now he wanted me to translate some of you all not participated in any of paying off this debt nothing been here for a long time you're worried about your money prioritize family prioritize what is he doing? He's help, he wants to bless us. He's crying out to bless us, but he can't violate his laws and principles. Jesus must be prioritized. He must be first. Seek first the kingdom. It didn't say only. Seek first the kingdom. What does that look like? What does the king, the king said, don't mess with my tithe. That's my tribute. Why am I preaching this? Because the Holy Spirit gives it to me. I don't care if you go to another church and tithe. Not worried about that. We've been through it. We've seen that God provide for us, even when we've made bad decisions. Care about you trying to get your money? This ain't no game like some preacher you've been around. People messed it up. They preached it and made you mad and all that kind of stuff and made you feel guilty. Did did offers where you got to say kind of stuff in front of people. I, I, I'm not knocking any of that. What I'm telling you, that ain't it. That that's not this. Your tithe is your tribute that acknowledges you're submitted to this invisible king that you say you submitted to. And when you are not, Satan's going to call your bluff. Because he's a king over darkness. And, and all of his attributes of his kingdom still killing and destroying. Jesus brings you life. You got life in your finances. Life in your body. Why? Because he's the king of life. He's the king of light. This was never religion. These are about kingdoms. The church is the kingdom of God.
it's not a, a building. We did this because this is the way the king's kids supposed to have service. God sent somebody who was on a treadmill who don't want any credit, who don't want to be paid. One of the top developers on the east side, don't even want you to know his name. He was on a treadmill, wasn't even saved. And when he saw on television, we were in Ferguson. He called me up, and by the way, I had witnessed to him eight years ago. He said, God spoke to him. His angel spoke to him to come help us. Come help Aeneas. And when I met with that gentleman, when I met with him, and the reason why God got to send other people is because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I trust God. Some of you all not doing what you're supposed to do. You got attitudes. You're not growing. He gonna, what, what God will do eventually, you will find yourself on the outside. What does that mean? You need to hear the truth. It's a privilege to be a partnership with what God is doing. It's a privilege to be able to serve and do what he's doing. It's a privilege. Why? I got saved. Thank you, Bishop Paul Martin. Thank you, Deborah Martin. Thank you. Thank you, Father, that you will send them from Detroit to the third ward, down the street from the Magnolia Project, across the street from Carter G. Woodson Junior High School. It was never religion. Why are people walking away? Why are the millennials not around? There's no accreditation. God accredits ministries. He accredits your life through supernatural stuff. You're not trying to get other people. You don't give gifts to bribe people. I see people bring gifts, but they, what are they trying to do? They're trying to bribe the person. You can't bribe a person unless God touches their heart. You can't give them enough to cause them to like you. God's going to frustrate you. Whew. Bring it down, rebuild the temple. Do it just for me. Honor me. You've had great ambitions for yourselves, but nothing has come of it. The little you have brought to my temple, I've blown away. There's nothing to it. And why? This is the message from the God. This is the message from the Lord. Because while you've run around, caught up with take care of your own houses, my home is in ruins. That's why, because of your stinginess. Some of you are so stingy. I've never seen anything like it. Stingy. You're called to be generous. Man, the stuff you're holding on is not enough anyway. Why is he talking to us like this? I don't have a dog in the hunt. I'm not trying to get anything from you. He said, I am to teach this. He says, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of my mouth. He said, get to this. I, I, I did all that other stuff. He said, you make sure they, they, they hear this. He said, that's why, because of your stinginess. And so I've given you a dry summer and a skimpy crop. I've matched your tight-fisted stinginess by decree in a season of drought by drying up fields and hills, withering gardens and orchards, stunting vegetables and fruit, 
Nothing, not man or woman, not animal or crop is going to thrive. Then the governor of Zerubbabel, son of Sheatil, and high priest Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, and all the people with them listened, really listened to the voice of their God. When God sent the prophet Haggai to them, they paid attention to him. Are you paying attention? Or are you offended? Some people get offended at the Lord. They're offended at the Lord, but they really get mad at me. Because they don't realize I love you. I don't want to see people. A pastor never wants to see people struggle unnecessarily. Then Haggai, God's messenger, preached God's message to the people. Now look at God preached to him. Now Haggai, and this is how I close with this. Haggai is now proclaiming to the people. He's already telling them what they need to change. Everybody see that? And the people have really listened. Now watch God now shift focus. Then Haggai, God's messenger, preached God's message to the people. Here's what God says. I am with you, God's word says. You know what he says? I'm with you. Me speaking to you, I'm with you. Did y'all hear that? He says, I'm what? Everybody say, he's with me. This is how God got Zerubbabel, Joshua, and all the people moving. Got them working on the temple of God of the angel Ormus. This happened on the 24th day of the sixth month in the year of King Darius. I close with this. On the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came again to the prophet Haggai. He said, go tell Governor Zerubbabel and go tell Joshua and go tell all the people, is there anyone here who saw the temple the way it used to be? In other words, the temple had been destroyed, they were in exile, now he wants it rebuilt. He says, and what do you see now? Not much, right? So he said, so get to work, Zerubbabel. God is speaking. Get to work, church. Get to work, church. I said, get to work, church. Get to work, all you people. God is speaking. Yes, get to work. For I am, I am with you, the God of the angel army is speaking. Put into action the word I covenant with you when you left Egypt. Put into what? Put into what? I'm living and breathing among you right now. Don't be timid. Don't hold back. This is what the God of angel army said. Before you know it, I will shake. Listen to this. Last thing, I promise you. He said, I want my house built. Get to work. I'm with you. And now I will show you I'm with you. I'm getting what it provides provisions for you from the heathen. Watch this. This is what the God of the angel army says. Before you know it, I will shake sky and earth, oceans and fields. This God, I'm shaking. You know what I'm shaking? I'm shaking all these nations because they got to lose my money. I'm shaking all of these nations. Why? It's time for y'all to release because I got some people that I'm with and they need to have my provisions. And I'll shake down all the godless nations. There it is. They'll bring bushels of, of what? I can't hear you. Of what? And I will fill this temple with splendor. The God of the angel army says so.
filled the temple, filling you with splendor. I want all y'all looking at this. I want all y'all to see here. You lean forward, look at somebody right now. If they're falling asleep, you get them up right now. I want everybody back there on that camera, everybody sitting around here. I want y'all looking at it. All y'all back behind here, you look at this one, baby. This God saying, I'm getting ready to shake. I'm getting ready to shake. I'm getting ready to shake. I remember that old saying, y'all, old Q song, shake the devil off. Nobody ever realized that God shakes the heathen down. A shakedown. Anybody ever experienced a shakedown? God getting ready for you to shake the heathen down. But God wanted his church to know what? Oh, oh, one, two, three. Let's all read this together. Go. One, one, two, three. Let's all read this together. One, two, three. Who owns it? Your daddy. Your daddy. Your daddy. Your daddy. Your daddy. You think your dad don't want to take care of you? Come on. You don't think you represent your daddy? You think your daddy wants you struggling? You want your dad you think your daddy wants you sick? You think your daddy wants you to barely get by and owe everybody? You think your daddy wants you to be a slave to the lender? What is he telling the church? I own it all! I own it all! I own it all! I don't go by that clock. I go by what he's telling me to tell you, and I'm not shutting up until I tell you. Now, let me tell you why I'm telling you that. Because I have this tension all the time. Because I'm looking at that clock, and I want to stop. But the Holy Spirit pushes me. Now, here's the deal. Pay attention to the fruit. Because some people can say this and just be poor time managers. Pay attention to the fruit if you listen to these things he's telling you. Now, if we want retail church, he will give you that. In other words, get you in for an hour, give you a nice little message. But when the devil comes after your behind, and he's coming because you're his enemy, when he comes, he don't care nothing about that pet message. I'm going against Michael Irvin. I couldn't get my workout. I ain't work out 10 minutes. I, can't, I wasn't looking at the clock when I worked out because I'm getting ready to face a grown man. And I know about a half an hour, we just in the workout. We just getting going now. I know I got to keep going because this joke of Michael Irvin, he's been practicing. This joke has been out working out two hours. Brandon Moss has been working out about three hours. And I, I've been working out about an hour. I'm looking at the clock. When are we going to stop? How much we got left? Man, the devil is a liar. Get God get me ready for what I'm getting ready to face. He told me we're to raise up a hundred thousand gold members. 
Y'all want to know what that means? Gold means this. You the real deal. Did you hear me? Now, some of y'all don't know that because the enemy been messing with condemnation, been bad things happening, you grew up in bad situations, or you did a whole bunch of stuff, none of it worked, you went to great schools, but stuff's still not working. He wants me to tell you, you the real deal. In terms of, if he sent you here, everybody's the real deal. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about here. He said 100,000 gold. Gold. You know, if gold is symbolic of, you will be valuable members of the body that will be essential to other people becoming valuable because they came in contact with you. Thank you, Lord. What is he saying to the church? I own it all. I didn't know this growing up. I didn't know this growing up. I didn't know this growing up. I thought, man, you had to please man. All you have to do is listen to your Lord and speak what he says. And he talks to the little ones and to the big ones. The mystery is Christ in you. The king is in you. And I want to I correct something. We sung in a song. And he talked about kingdom come. The king is already here. The king is inside you. You got to listen to him. Did you know we're in the Sabbath dispensation? You know what that means? You cease from doing it your own way. He says, I will cut a, I will raise up a kingdom that man can't mess with. And the government on Jesus' shoulders, not ours. You know, what a, uh, you know what the dispensation of rest, the Sabbath day means? You pray, you listen. Lord, what's your will? What do you have me? Then once I start following your will, anything you need, he got you. Last thing he wants you to do is pray for needs. He says you'll seek first the king's will and do what he says is right. Or if you don't, find out you haven't, repent, turn around, Everything the world chasing, clothes, I'm going to add to you. Food, I'm going to add to you. Money, I'm going to add to you. You will never have to chase it. I'm going to add it to you. Money going to be looking for you. You're going you gonna to be walking and feel somebody slipping stuff in your pocket. This temple is going to end up far better than it started out. A glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out, come on. That's the decree of the God, of the angel on. He's going to hand out what? Say it again. When you're whole, you don't need a healing. When you get married, you want to be whole. You don't want to marry someone who has a hole. And holiness don't mean weird and not wearing stockings. 
Holiness means you and I are set apart for the master's use. Yes. 